0: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not meant to endorse any treatment. Please connect with your primary care physician before embarking on any new medical or wellness treatments. Hello, everyone. So welcome back to the Bloom and Elix podcast. So today we are going to be talking about DMT. So DMT is also known as the spirit molecule. Um, It's correct and total pronunciation is dimethyltryptamine. So that's what it's known as in medical circles. So overall, I'm sure you've heard of DMT. It's a hallucinogenic tryptamine drug. This podcast is not meant to endorse or tell you to take it, but I'm sure um, all of you who are listening have heard of people who are taking psychedelics. It's helping with mental health and in a number of things that we're all dealing with, especially with how things have been going in the world recently. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about DMT, and I have someone on with me today who has actually done a couple experiences with DMT, um, and I just wanted to take a deep dive into what those experiences were like And how it changed her life. So um, before we get into talking to our guest today, so our guest is going to be unknown to you. You won't know her name, but she's going to provide her experience. So DMT, um, it's a psychedelic. So it's similar to magic mushrooms or LSD. It's also known as Fantasia or the businessman's trip or the spirit molecule. So our guest today, we'll just say hi, guest. (laughs) Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hi. um, I, you know, I asked you to do this interview with me because you sort of talked about your experiences with DMT and how it's essentially changed your life. And so in the last video cast that I uploaded, um, I was talking with my good friend, Irie, about psychedelic mushrooms, um, some magic mushrooms, hero dose, microdosing. So DMT um, is different. So I just want to ask you first, have you done magic mushrooms before? Yes.
1: Yeah. So you'll be able to compare the two for us very different, but yes, I can definitely compare the two, and, and I can definitely say that they're two totally different experiences. Complementary, yeah. I'm sure, but definitely nothing similar in my opinion.
0: Okay, perfect. So before we get into that, if, do you want to just give me like a quick, um, like paint me a picture of why you did this and what your sort of life, your mental health, all of that was like before embarking on this DMT experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I've had a like ongoing life experiences with death, and which obviously death relates to trauma. And uh, starting when I was young, I was 15, and I, I was in a car accident, went through a windshield, and died. Uh, through that experience, I then actually became more connected to my spirit, and I actually really became more connected to Source. And um, that near death experience stayed with me forever, and I've always wanted to be close to that or experience that again without having to die uh 15 now that was when I was about 15 years old um obviously at that point in time there was never unless I did die I'd never connect with that kind of feeling again in and what, in to what I knew now fast forward 15 years and my little brother passed away and I was the one that found him he had passed away in his sleep but it doesn't matter if it's a peaceful death or not. Uh, finding your sibling and your loved one in shock at such a young age um, is is just the greatest trauma anyone can experience. And I had this really weird understanding of what uh, where he was, but I knew I was still here without him. In that, and then just everything around your family and just sort of appearance parents. And I was going through some but they divorce and there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on around that. And so there's just a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. And I was still very young. I was in my twenties when this happened. And I had to take a lot on and grow up really quickly. And so I just didn't really, and I just was, I'm such a strong, I it's okay. I understand what's going on here. I experience this. I can do this. I can be the hero and didn't give myself the time and didn't invest in anything. And to be honest with you, what was available to me for counseling and the treatments or therapy that um, I was given, it was somewhat useless. Like, I just, I'd go in and talk to a stranger, and there's just nothing to it. And they, I didn't come out feeling any better or any different or I mean, I mean, anything was gained or lost from it, um, which just felt like a waste of time for me at the time. And so I just kind of left it at that. Uh, now, that's like, let's see, that was, was 14 years ago now, so um, over the last few years through working in the cannabis industry and through obviously the psychedelic renaissance that's going on, I have actually learned from some business colleagues about TMT and, um, and it, you know, it's also widely used down in California and Silicon Valley and lots of tech people that I was working with and founders and entrepreneurs and the learners of the world. And they shared that it was like having a near-death experience. And so for me, that triggered me right away to go, okay, wait, wow, that's possible. Then you can do that. Like, that's like, that's like such an amazing piece that I experienced through that. So that was the one thing that got me interested in it. But it still wasn't, that wasn't enough. And then um, just going through uh, COVID this year and going through a failed business, a startup that I was funding myself um some challenges in my personal relationship obviously uh with my partner um kind of related to COVID but just in general in life and just like all the stresses of the world kind of came falling down and I realized that I had uh had connection, still had connection to this person that shared this um about DMT and that they were in in the city and that it was accessible and so I did a bit more I had another call I had a call with them and just kind of said like okay, this is kind of where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. Um, I'm not afraid of this experience in near death because I've gone through it, but like really truly like I'd love to one, let go of some of this, a lot of the pain that's coming up that I realized I didn't deal with in the past from the traumas I've gone through. And then I want to let go of, and I want to work through, and just deal with like the traumas of what I'm living through right now as well. And so like, is this really a tool that can help me enough? And is it something that you find some like I've done a bunch of other things in counseling. I just never really gets anywhere. I tried, um, uh, you know, mushrooms. I love them. They're great, but they didn't do anything like light altering. And I was really looking for something different that would be impactful longer term. Um, and it checked all the boxes when I had that conversation and it was with somebody that I really trusted. That's like, you know, I'm from BC. I love the whole hippie culture. and like, you know, the, the Burning Man and also look like, all the people who are, like, you know, live in the forest and on the islands and love off the plant medicines and stuff. But I wanted a, an opinion from somebody that I could trust that's so like, part of society in the business world that I could connect with that was, like, yes, this truly is something that you can use as a tool. And it doesn't take you out, like, say, ayahuasca for a week. It's something that you can you can do in a controlled environment in a few hours. So I was, like, okay, that's something else that is really important to me, do, especially with COVID. I didn't want to travel. So, yeah, so I said, yes, I want to do this and that was kind of where they got to that's kind of why and how and like the process of getting to the experience
0: so then what was it like so I, what i've heard from about from other people about dmt is you sort of you do it and it's almost like you smoke it through part of my language like a crack pipe and then <laughs> it's, um, like a 10 to 15 minute intense intense experience and then it's over so is that correct yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so i mean okay so i'm going to clarify too the i was lucky enough to have connected uh practitioner that was a, a dmt practitioner that's actually part of a global group of sham practicing um i guess they called they're not uh, i guess they're called practitioners so they're not shamans but they use shamanic ways around the ceremony and it's actually considered a ceremony so it's not just like hey, take DMT, like I've I've been hearing people have like DMT pens that they're using or you could just smoke it with your friends like I've heard people just go into like a room and lie down on yoga mats and do DMT and then they're like, oh yeah, that's amazing this is really different Um, and that was I guess a part of it too is that this is like an actual ceremony with shamanic there's a shamanic like um, blessing and we open so in the sessions basically like the session is like, come in Um, there is two healers You know, two healers and the practitioner. And we sit down and just kind of share. And I talk about what or why I'm there so that he knows. And they hold space for me. And then there's a whole opening of all the spirit guides from each corner, east, north, south, east, west. And then a prayer is actually said for the indigenous of this land where you are. And um, there's just a whole gratitude ceremony that actually happens before anything goes on. And then um, and then that's where you send it. then yes you do so it looks like a crap pipe like correct it is a uh, it is like a glass pipe. Right
0: correct the fiction.
1: So it is like you're like, oh what that? So I'm used to like cannabis pipes and stuff that are all decorated and beautiful and pretty, and then I was just like, whoa, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but then they explain that there is uh, three parts to it as well in the session. So Um, um, so there is three sessions. So there's the handshake. So it's called the handshake, Mm -hmm. the hub, and then the full release. So yeah, you do, you, you sit down and then you, um, you start to smoke and it's like you have to hold it. That's the whole thing. And then you just, your body just, you fully surrender. Like you just fall back. Like you can't even hold yourself up. It's not passing out you just fully release if like your body completely relaxes and you go back and there's pillows and everything. And you go into this. My, my experience has been all white light. It's a super amazing white light. And it is not, um, it's not like I don't get crazy psychedelics of like those pictures and stuff that you see. I just get like white light and there are shapes and designs and you are experience moving, but that's kind of like the first of like the handshake. And you just kind of go into this like, amazing awe and it was very much like my near death up experience it's just total peace and just at awe and like you're just at one with source and you're just like it's amazing and it doesn't even last 15 minutes like five minutes oh it's kind of like it so that's why I just kind of you get to understand it and then you come back too and um some people like move around and stuff like that I don't like apparently I just like lie down and I'm fine sometimes I cry and sometimes I laugh but I don't move a lot so Get back up and then I am given the hug, which is a bigger dose, and it's harder to like hold it in. Um, then you go to go out for that one. Now that one is deeper, a lot deeper, and and that's where you start to there's called light languages, and so you start to communicate with, and that's where knowledge is shared. So The one thing that's really interesting about DMT is that it's all working with your subconscious. So it's things that you don't even know. And it can be ancestral and it can be like light. Like it's just all part of what your spirit and your soul is meant to be here and purpose aligned. Like you will be given information and understanding and it's all through your consciousness. And so it's like the light languages that you hear and the ancient languages that you hear are you understand them, but you wouldn't actually be able to understand if you when you come out right so you just have this like all this knowing and just literally that's it you just come into this place of knowing and my in the hug I actually had like I could hear all these voices that were in different languages and I could even hear a woman whispering in my ear like it felt like somebody's right beside me and this huge like I'm talking felt like metal star with like red lights shining and it looked almost like a shield and it was like moving and then it was totally came all together as a star and it was like a perfect symbol of a star with this red and white light and I just like started crying and it was like I was given trust like a healing of trust like trust was sealed for me and my spirit and I was like whoa like you just and that's what I mean about the knowing you're just like healing it on such a deep level that you don't even have to talk about it like it's just insane
0: Well, we hear a lot about, or I hear a lot about sort of like you're needing to clear out ancestral baggage and and things that happened to us or our spirits like hundreds or thousands of years ago. And so it's interesting that you talk about that because I've always said like, okay, so we probably are all walking around with the baggage of our ancestors, but how on earth do we even reach that or even start to think about clearing it out? So it's interesting that when you have that hug, um, portion of the DMT experience. I think you actually started to tap into that. Would you agree? hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: And it's like, yeah, and it's, there are, yeah, it was really, that's, that. it's just, it's this knowing and trust and love and understanding, but it's like being able to, that's what I mean, it's subconscious, it's work that's being done on such a deep level. And what's really cool is because I'm working with someone that's practicing with the shamanic ways, and the healers they're doing energy work as well so they're actually doing reiki on me and actually mm. cleansing and removing energy that needs to be and that's why this is so different than just doing dmt it's like there's people actually healers around you and a doctor and there and the and then the practitioner and they're doing work and while they're present and awake during the ceremony for you so that you are being truly like released and, and like that's yeah it's, it's incredible then you do the last one which is the full release and this is like, you know, this is like, it's a lot, like, it's really hard, because you, you have to hold it in, it's a lot to smoke, like, I just don't smoke normally, like, a cigarette right. like that. So it's like hard to, like, keep smoking, and smoking, and smoking, but you do it, and then this one, that is just like, I don't even know how to explain, like, that's like, you, you feel like you are Part of source at that point, and then again, it's like this white light, this like that moves, and all these answers. Like you're you're literally getting all these answers to questions that you have that you don't even know you have, and you're just like having these aha moment, aha moment, aha moment, and freedom, and crying, and then like the first time I just like jumped out, I was like. Okay, I want to save the world. I agree. <laughs> we're like, what? Like I just literally like out of total like out. I'm on the ground out. And then I like woke up and came to and I was like, I'll do it. I'll save the world. <laughs> they were like all watching me and I was like, um, I like, agreed something. <laughs> and I was like part of that whole experience. So it's it's just total total spiritual awakening and freedom from your subconscious i would say like that was really i that my first experience that was really what it was all about and i went in without without any expectations i also went in without anything. like i just went okay i'm going to try this and see what happens right. um and then the second time i did
0: so ceremony, like Sorry, I went, just how yeah, much yeah, time was there before the first and the second experience? Was it like a few days, a few hours? I mean, they they say that you could use it as a tool. Like, they
1: Mine was within 10 days, but okay. I had some significant clearing to do, because they knew what I had gone through with my new experience with my brother, and then just what was going on in my life, my personal life. They were like, you've got lots of clearing to do. And like from the first session and the energy work they were doing, they were like, you definitely can can do it sooner. So I chose to do it within ten days, um, but traditionally they would say, you know, every quarter. It's okay. a really good, it's a really good self care tool So kind of do it every quarter, almost like the way you would do it, like a cleanse, right? So cleansing your spirit. And so yeah, but mine was within ten days, and uh, and that was under their guidance. Like you, the one thing I would say about DMT is like, make sure you're working with someone that really is trying to help you right? Like don't do it. It's not a social, it's not a drug. It's not a social thing to like have fun with. It's a tool and it's really is like for trauma. It really is for significant healing. Um, and it should be done in that way. Like you, just like anyone that is religious or spiritual, like you wouldn't go to church and turn on, your get a blast or start break dancing and then pray like that, like in that capacity, you, you need to create space you need to go in with that connection and wanting to connect. And then so I really think of it in the same way with EMT. Like, really don't abuse it and don't abuse what you are doing. Um, honor it. I would say it's, like, one of the biggest lessons I've had out of it because I have, like, zero interest to do it without this now. Like, it doesn't even um, – I won't, wouldn't do it unless the people that have taught me how um, to have done the ceremony introduced me to another group that was going to give me the same experience. I wouldn't do it just because I think it's so important to stay where I've had
0: my experience. But I think that's a really good distinction because I think even, again, when we look back at the experience people have had with like magic mushrooms, you know, it's just sort of, you know, or even with cannabis, you know, people were just using it recreationally, you know, buying it from some random guy. Um, But now we're looking at all of these things, cannabis, um, mushrooms, LSD, DMT, like how are these tools instead for us to use for our own mental health and our own wellness? versus just recreational use. And I think, you know, with DMT, like it's certainly one of those things that I don't think really has a recreational purpose. I think it has, and I think you'd agree that it's more a tool that we use for dealing with, you know, our trauma, ancestral trauma, just like the things that we carry around with us every day that make us feel heavy. Totally, totally, and subconscious. Like this is what you don't, like you don't understand.
1: when you go through trauma or when you've experienced trauma is like all the things that you don't, you can't, like you don't know what you're thinking or your triggers, like your triggers or just like, you just don't realize how much information you're storing that isn't yours. It's just your perception or it's just what happened. It's not who you are. And like, it just, by removing this, this, this energy from your subconscious and removing these thoughts, you're actually giving yourself freedom. Yeah. from things that are not yours it's it, it you're meant to experience that for whatever or you were chosen to experience those things but you don't have to live in them and that's like where I was coming from I was like I'm done living in this like I don't want this to, this isn't my story this isn't my am anymore like this isn't like my reason to live or not live I just like want to let go I want freedom and that's what DMT really is and and because literally this is all done in one hour and I'm not kidding you it sounds crazy and uh, like I could have gone to Costco that afternoon and gone grocery shopping and like whatever like I, I you don't it does not it doesn't last it's very much in that moment It's there for a purpose you surrender to that purpose and then you carry on with your life hmm. and you're just a different person afterwards and so I don't know. It's just like it's so incredible that way that instead of spending an hour talking about something and walking away going, I don't feel any different. I went in with an hour feeling like I just got rid of 20 years of pain.
0: So your second experience, did you do the, the handshake, the hug, the full release? Was the process the same? Yeah,
1: so the second time, I actually went in with some pretty significant intentions. So I didn't use intention. Like, I didn't go in with a list of why I wanted to go in. Like, so the second time, actually, because it was so close to each other, I was, like, very intentional. And they're, like, that's good. That's what you need to do. Like, if you're going to – if you want to put things close together. And so um, I was very intention-focused. And I came out – it was – yeah, I did the – this? they let me do the hug first. So I didn't have to do the handshake because I was comfortable with it. Then I did the hug. and so sorry, I did the hug, and then I did the full release. And then I had the handshake when I came back to it because apparently I come back really quickly because my brain's so active. So, like, some people just come back really fast. So then I did – as I was coming back, they brought me the um, pipe back, and I smoked it, and then I went back through, which was really interesting because you could actually see, like, when you go into – like you can't see, like you close your eyes and you're not. It said the vision, the visuals are too strong. You, you can't really see the room anymore. But when you're halfway back, you can actually see the people, but they're in the visuals. So it was really interesting to kind of experience that as well. Um, and the second time was like there was like really. The I like you know, there again is just knowing, but it was just deeper, and I got some like really, really like stuff that I didn't even remember that I had gone through that was hurting me inside. That came out, and some realization that things that I had, like blacked out or hid, like hidden in my subconscious when, when I was going through these traumas that were really just about my experience that I didn't have the ability or the time to deal with mm-hmm. because I was worried about everybody else. Is so that's what you do with your family and your life. Um, and so it was like making peace. I felt like I came out making peace with myself and almost like a complete commitment to who I am and not that, that story that's no longer mine. The line. That second time was really different. And I felt that when I was like very tired afterwards, I had done some really big work. Like the energy even said, like she could felt like she there was like massive, like bolts around my energy. Like as she was cleansing my or on. so she's like getting blocked like physically being felt like she's being blocked by the energy so it was like a lot of work I was so exhausted afterwards I felt nauseous and I just was like it was because you do you can purge from it and so I did purge in that one too so I was really releasing it's just water Don't like you're seriously vomiting but your body just releases water because you're purging and you're releasing and then I just was like it It's almost like I felt like, you know, you're exhausted from running a marathon. Like, my whole physical being was, like, impacted in that one. But I just, like, released so much. So that one was a lot more deep. And I was like, yeah. I can't even. The other ones I had more, like, there was conversation. There was languages. Like, this one was, like, people were speaking English to me. But I can't remember now what they said. But I know. Like, I know that I know what they told me. But that's one of the things that's almost like this secret world where you get to go heal and remove and cleanse and become a better version of yourself. But like, it's in that, it's all like in secrets in your soul. So it's like, I can't explain what was said.
0: So I was, when I was doing some research for one of my articles on the hero dose, one of the people I talked to sort of had this like vivid, what they saw was a life-changing experience from the hero dose and then a few days after and they're like, but now here we are like a few months out and my life feels like nothing changed. Like everything's the same as it was before. So now that you're past um, this, the DMT experience like times two, do you think your life has changed and and how so? Like how are you in the world now? Uh, So um, Number of my
1: triggers have been removed. Uh so definitely like I'm seeing myself like in situations that arise that are continuing to arise. One because COVID hasn't gone away and so there's just situations that would be upsetting. Or in my relationship, um, I'm just not reacting. Like I'm watching it happen and like that person is reacting in a certain way because it's just a habit, like patterns, triggers, relationships, things happen. And uh, just being like aware of it like I'm just watching it almost like I'm watching a movie and going I don't feel like I know what I would normally do right now or how I feel right now and I don't so I definitely didn't I felt really different and I, I and my triggers are definitely being removed um, my life like my clarity about what I not necessarily what I want but I'm like making changes um, and thinking about like why I was thinking that way like why did I have that limiting belief or why did I think things need to be this way like and just even like my apartment, like I decided to like, I just threw away half the stuff from my apartment and reorganized it and redecorated it and like just made space for things that were more important to me, not just the way the house should be, right? So like, I definitely changed from it. And, um, but I also knew that you've got a two week period after DMT that you are super receptive and open. So if you don't do more energy work and healing, like I did ascension, I was doing uh, emotional code, fractal code, with healers um i did reiki i did my agadashi records or but so i was working with healers for the two weeks afterwards i did a uh, i was doing a cleanse like a like a a food cleanse as well because you're working on an energetic level and your frequency right so and it's a two-week window so if you don't take advantage of that two-week window like reset yourself and you just go okay well I'm going to be change because of that one hour well that's also not reality either right you have to take a bit of responsibility after that so you get all this knowing you get all this knowledge but it's your choice what you do with it afterwards and if you just go back to the same habits and you just keep surrounding yourself or having the same actions But I could say like drinking a glass of wine feels really different because alcohol isn't good for you and mm-hmm. so it's just like I feel very conscious and aware of like what a glass of wine feels like now whereas before they're like oh i like gonna be a bottle of wine like I didn't even notice I'm just like it doesn't matter because you're just no big deal and then but now it's just like those awarenesses around yeah around it and food when you ingest things like you start to feel it more I don't know I, I think it's but I do think about the part of it is because of the type of people that I did it with and that they told me those two weeks and so I pay attention to that so I yeah. might be part of it
0: so what I've heard from you, just like if we were to to close up this discussion with like some advice. So I think what I've heard from you is, you know, go in with intention and and make sure you're not doing this as just like a fun recreational thing, but it's actually to to use as a tool in your own journey of healing. Yes. Uh, is there any other words of advice you would give to someone who's looking on? embarking on using this kind of tool for their own trauma and healing and again this is not an endorsement we're just here to provide information for people who are who are investigating this kind of a treatment yes
1: make sure that you are working that is with someone that is a practitioner of dmt that works with trauma healers and is also working with shamanic therapies there's shamanic ways so the the shamanic History or journey behind what they are doing in their practice, it really impacts yours. And also that they're there for you, like they don't go away. So find the right people to do this. and Do it in a ceremony, um, and that I think will be the biggest advice because they'll know what to do for you, and they'll stick with you along the way. So you have that support system. So the biggest thing is who you do it with. Make sure you're doing it in ceremony. Make sure there's shamanic ways around that. Make sure there's, there's you know actual healers and therapists around you in that way. Um, and take responsibility for those actions. I think that's the
0: biggest thing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experiences. I know this is a very private thing for a lot of people. So I really appreciate this. And I know it's going to help a lot of people who are sort of looking at healing their own trauma and not using pharmaceuticals to do it. Yes. Yes. Actually
1: making the change. I agree. And that's why I want to share the story. Because no am not advocate, So it's uh, it's really valuable.
0: Thank you.